Hey, you motherfuckers, if you want to actively dislike some bitches, you should listen to the Comics Dash podcast, because we suck. But not as much as Aquaman, Green Arrow, and Harley Quinn. Find out what other things suck every Monday on WeTheNerdy.com, iTunes, Android Store, wherever you get your good podcasts at. John Capri, and welcome to episode 69 <laughs> of We the GamerCast. It's hosted by WeTheNerdy.com, and it publishes on iTunes and Google Play today, every Monday. Thank you for listening, and for subscribing, and for rating us on iTunes. There's so many of you who've rated this show on iTunes, and it's because of you that, that a new person is here this week. It's amazing, so thank you so much for all that you do. Uh, but if it is you, if you're the one person new this week, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet. We talk about video games and other stuff. And if you want to be part of the show, tweet at me. It's easy. At Sean Capri, Sean like Connery Capri, like the pants. If you're not new, you were here last week for Corey Hicks, the sweetest, kindest, most gentle, Canadian, kind of funny, best friend, with a lovely little chat. So thank you to Corey for that. Thank you for to you, sir or lady listener. Lady listener. That sounds that sounds kind of nice, doesn't it, lady lady listener? If you are a lady and you're a listener, then uh, I do a weird bow to you, <laughs> like a little curtsy. I do a curtsy to you. Thank you for for being here. Um, this week has been a flurry. I have to say, uh, obviously. Many of you listen to this show, We The Gamer Cast, and also the show, If We Ran Nintendo, uh, that I do with Bobby, the Nintendo guru. Uh, the, the, it's out there. We, I, I mentioned this last week. It was not, not good. It was not one of my proudest moments. I went off a little bit. I got a little impatient. And, uh, I appreciate all the kind words. Um, but I think, I think it's been confirmed that I was in the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that was not that was not nice of me. So I have been doing some reflecting, and uh, I just maybe didn't think of this actually because I've had coffee this morning. I don't think I had coffee last week. I think I was drinking water. That may have been what you guys got there. May have been non-caffeinated Sean, and I'm obviously making light of it. I'm not trying to make excuses, but maybe maybe that's a little something. But a lot of shout outs this week. A lot of people have have reached out, um, and I appreciate that. Um, just over the whole week, Jace plays games. He's going to be on the show. I want to say what's up. Happy pooping. I know that, that you and I have a kindred connection with, uh, toilet time, playing games, listening to podcasts. And I hope if you're pooping right now, you just got to go over and, and rate on iTunes. Like that's just, it's just fate. That's just the way that goes. So I wanted to say hello to Jace plays games. Um, and Poke Steel. Just an amazing shout out. I, and if you're here because of Poke Steel's shout out, I am so grateful for that, that little, little bit of love. We're going to have Poke Steel on here very soon. I need to find out what's, what's going on with Mr. Steel because there's, there's a lot to dive into there. So I can't wait to have Poke Steel on the show and, and welcome to the community. If, if you're here because of him, thank you so much. Um, and also I, you may have noticed. Okay. So I want to point something out. Obviously, if we were at Nintendo, didn't go 
the best last week. I am not going to be on the show this week, and not because of that. It's just um, Bobby's schedule made it so that uh, well, it's not because of him. This is scheduling just didn't work out. So we'll put we'll put it that way. I'm not able to I'm not able to record when he asked me to record, and that's uh, that's the way it goes. And that coupled with no if we ran Nintendo ad at the top of the show, you might think like, ooh, something bad's going on. It's fine. Bobby and I have talked it out. I think he understands where I'm coming from, and I just I just had a moment, and it's uh, I, I'm getting a little maybe a little too comfortable. There's a, you know, that point in a, in a relationship when you need to, you need to impress the other person. And then all of a sudden you get it, you, you, you stop doing that. I've obviously stopped doing that with, <laughs> with Bobby. I'm no longer trying to impress. I've settled into, uh, just a, I don't know, not, not a great place. And I, I need to get back. I need to try again. I think that's, that's all it boils down to. So that all adds up to no no me on the show no ad at the top of the show and it was actually because um a nice little i i appreciate the feedback scott halfley i'm sorry if i'm or hayful hayfully halfley i'm gonna go with halfley how about that at s-t-h-a-e-f-e-l-e thank you for pointing out that it's a little confusing if i run the same ad at the start of every at the start of every show so i've uh, i've put it back to the comics dash another show here on weed the nerdy all about comic books of course so I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and change that up. I actually didn't realize that I had been doing that the the same thing for so long. So thank you uh, to Scott for that, and some more kind words. This is a lot of we're, we're gonna do a couple shout outs. I want to make sure I get to as many people as possible. I I know that I'm not gonna to get to everybody, and I apologize. But Alexandra Dahlberg at Dahlberg, sorry Dahlberg scan. I knew I was gonna mess that up. I practiced that. I promise. Um, Alexander tweeted at me and said, just listen to some episodes of We The Gamer Cast. Real good. We'll definitely follow from now on. Smiley face. Just wanted to send some praise. And this is what I'm talking about. That just makes my day. I I mean, who does that? That's just so nice. I really appreciate it. And I wanted to make sure that I, I send some praise back. It's the way that these things go. You put positive things out there, you get positive things. So thank you to Alexander. That really, I did need that at that moment so i wanted to i hope that you're having a great day and things are going well for you welcome to the show and hope i hope we continue to impress i'll never stop trying to impress you i just stopped trying to impress bobby for a little bit there so i guess that's the but i'm i'm i haven't fallen in my comfort zone here on we the gamer cast i always want to make this as great as possible and uh just reaching out to as many people as i possibly can like the mega dads they <laughs> you guys might remember adam leonard back in 2016 was on the show just the he kind of reminds me of like a dana carvey and if i remember it is was his dad's name dana i can't remember somebody's somebody's uh dad was named dana and for some he really reminds me of dana carvey from wayne's world of course and um they just have a great show on megadads they did a, a youtube bonus episode episode three it's a hell in the cell between if we ran nintendo hypothetical Hell in the Cell match. They they talk out how this would play out with if we ran Nintendo, the Mega Dads, and the Nintendo Dads, and it, it it doesn't go nearly as what what I thought it would go to. I thought that I don't even know, but the way that they lay it out, it makes sense. It's very logical, but very different than what you might expect going in. So check that out over on the Mega Dads YouTube channel. It was so much fun. I think it's was it a thirteen minute video. I had a lot of fun just giggling along to that. And if you're in that kind of circle. If you know the the Nintendo dads or the Mega dads, or if you just if you're part of this, go check it out. It's a it's a lovely uh, little distraction. I mean, if you want a 13 minute poop time, then there it is. You just 
you just let your legs go numb a little bit. Watch the Mega Dads on YouTube. And finally, uh, quick shout out to my boy Seamus. I hope you had a great time over at RTX Sydney. I'm super jealous because I know the kind of funny crew is over there, Greg and Tim. And I hope all your dreams came true, buddy. I hope that that was so awesome. It looked like a like a hell of a time. I'm super jealous of every, anybody who was able to go. I'm just stuck here in cold Canada. It it just keeps getting colder somehow. I don't I don't know what's going on. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what else to say to you guys about about all the the lovely tweets and the lovely shout outs over on on Twitter. A couple podcast recommendations how about we do that i have discovered this is probably a long time coming but because i've seen this and i finally dove in okay beast by uh blessing adioe damn it i practiced that one too blessing you're the dude man i i could listen to you all day long it's such a charismatic host on okay beast talking about all things video games a wide range if you're even into into fighting games there's been a couple topics talk uh discussed on uh on video games he's everywhere so I like listening to that show because it's a, it's just a little different. And then I have been busy in the last seven days guesting on a, num- a number of shows uh, on Friday night. I guess we recorded, but I think this is going live when you hear this. So on Monday, I think Barry Dunn, previous guest on We The Gamer Cast over at YouTube.com slash Nintendo Impact Gaming. We had, a, we had a loose chat and we just talked about a whole bunch of stuff. We talked about everything Nintendo. We did some Switch um, some of my favorite memories growing up. I went on a whole bunch of tangents. And it were, if you like this, <laughs> for some reason, if you're liking this, um, Barry just let me go. He asked a question, and I would ramble on for 10 or 15 minutes. And I, I'm like, I don't know if this is what you want, but uh, feel free to stop me. So that's that's over at youtube.com slash Nintendo Impact Gaming. And then immediately after I, I posted this show last week, uh, Mark Carabin from the Warp Whistle podcast messaged me and said, do you want to do, do you want to guest on the show? And uh, I love his show because it's, it's, if you guys don't know, the Warp Whistle podcast is, um it's really Nintendo focused, but it's, it's different because it's 30 minutes long. Like it's really quick and Mark is able to get a whole bunch of content in that 30 minutes. It's not like, oh, we forgot to get to this or this or this. Uh, it's really just jam packed. It's a really dense podcast if you haven't already you need to check out the warp whistle podcast um i've always liked the format and then as a guest it's a no-brainer um he's like do you have do you have some time for the show and knowing that that's his format i'm like yeah i could i could spare a half an hour my mom was literally on her way over to help out with renos which i won't dive into this has been going on too long you guys are bored with renos but i had i had a a, a short sliver of time and fit it in real nice so i i missed I wasn't able to mention it on last week's show, but I want you to go check that out. It's a much more positive but still realistic uh, reflection on the Switch. I We talked about what the future of the 3DS is and how that might fit into Nintendo's portfolio of products. And I just really enjoyed having a chat with him. It's one of the most intelligent discussions I've had uh, in a long time. And, and a real, I just, I think Mark is taking a real different approach to the podcasting and I, I this is you know what mark i'm making your head go a little too big that was a little long for the warp whistle podcast i'm almost as long as the warp whistle podcast going on about it here so go check that out it's on itunes and wherever you get your podcasts and whatnot so that is all all of that whole bunch of stuff jace plays games pokesteel scott alexandra megadad seamus okay beast barry dunn warp whistle podcast sheldon forgotten what's up guys so hello to Everyone, this community is so great. We keep moving on. 
I hope your day is great. I hope you have a good week this week, or if you're listening to this late in the week, I hope you had a great week. I, by the time you listen to this, will have taken back Final Fantasy XV to the library, and I can't, I feel like the last time we spoke, I was closing the books on Final Fantasy, or I was about to. Now, having just talked to Kaylee Woomer, which we'll get to in a second, I'm feeling kind of dumb. I feel like I should have given this game a stupid dang chance. Instead, I've been floundering around with other games, which has been fun. I've been playing a bunch of multiplayer games, played some Titanfall, played a crap load of Mario Kart just all of a sudden. It was just like, that's, we're playing the most Wii U than we have in the last like four or five years or however long it's been. Uh, but the, the Wii U has been fired up quite a bit with Mario Kart and Dr. Mario and Dr. Luigi. Chelsea just keeps smoking me at that, but I'm getting better. But she is, she's the master at those games. She's smarter than me, ultimately. I'm smart in my own ways. I won't be to- too self-deprecating here. But but Chelsea's a, she's a smart cookie. She knows how to do that, that Dr. Mario. She knows how to line up the pills, which sounds awful now that I say that out loud. Um, so I've been floundering a little bit. And all I guess I needed to do was just talk to Kaylee and realign why I like role-playing games. I remember now, I didn't remember when I was struggling to kind of fit fit Final Fantasy 15 into my schedule. I think that's ultimately what it came down to. It's just I didn't have that, I think I mentioned this before, I just didn't have that that chunk of time to dedicate it, to get into it. Ultimately, I do want to play games to kind of shut my brain off. And with those role-playing games, as we discover, you need, uh, you need to get over that hump. So I'm wondering if there's going to be redemption because Tales of Berseria is uh, on hold for me at the library. I could, I could go trade Final Fantasy 15 for Tales of Berseria. And I'm just not sure if... I think... Final Fantasy 15 might have been that would have been the game. Tales is I think a little more involved. I think it's I don't know if it's quite as or going to be quite as approachable, but we'll see. I'll keep you updated. But this is where my mind is at. Kaylee and I go into my inner turmoil as I always do. So I think that this is a good place to jump into it. Uh, my guest this week is Kaylee Woomer. As I mentioned, she's a kind of funny best friend. She's a moderator. She's an admin. She does everything. Um, her mind works. A thousand times faster than mine, it approaches the speed of light at times, and I'm I'm very admirable of that. It dawned on me that Kaylee and I go way back. We've podcasted quite a bit together. Um, originally, before this format of We the Gamer Cast, um, she came on and defended me a little bit in a in a little tiff. Yeah, <laughs> Bobby wasn't the first time I had a tiff on a podcast. I, I've had one many years ago, as it turns out. I didn't realize I've been doing this for this long. And so we became kindred spirits at that point. She's been on this show, I think, more than anybody else. And uh, we also did a little show back in the day called Microbits. That that ran for a little while. And uh, it's always great to catch up with Kaylee. And she called dibs on this episode 69 a while ago. So take that for what you will. Here she is for episode 69, uh, Kaylee Woomer. You were supposed to move sometime in February. Is that still happening? Yes. So I'll be moving in the next couple weeks. So you're on schedule. Yes. So did you you ever, like, really unpack, like, knowing that this was going to happen? No. No, I still have most of my stuff in suitcases. Aw, how's that been? Yeah. So, you know, living out of suitcases. It's been as awesome as it sounds. Yes. 
<laughs> Dang it. I, yeah. I, want, I want nice things for you, Kaylee. I really do. Oh, I love... You know, the, the best decision I've made in a long time has been following your wife on Twitter. She's the best, right? <laughs> she, she's the best. Like, she made this tweet, I think yesterday, where she was like, try to make protein waffles. <laughs> Hashtag toast for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a picture of a waffle iron. <laughs> and I was like, "You're adorable." Oh, she is adorable. That we haven't cleaned it up. That is, it's still sitting there. Like, um, I was, I was upstairs. I'm, I'm finishing up. We're on the home stretch for renovations, and and she's like, "Yeah, in a half an hour, like we'll have, we'll have pancake or waffles." And I'm like, that sounds amazing. I'm so looking forward to these waffles. Oh my gosh, I just got to do a little bit more work and I'll come down. And so she's like, okay, breakfast is ready. And you know, the, the tone wasn't quite there. That didn't, that didn't add up. And I come down and I see that, what you see in the picture. It's just, it's just a disaster. It's like a grenade went off inside that waffle maker. And, um, we just had, we had PB and J and a, and a fruit salad and it was just as good. Honestly, it was so nice. I love PB and J, but it was it was so funny just to come down and see that. <laughs> it couldn't have looked worse. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I'm always, I just like flip through because, like, you know, my Twitter lately is a my Twitter is an American Twitter, I and know. I follow a lot of news sources. You know, I follow like AP, and then I follow AP News, mm-hmm. and then I follow AP Politics, and then I follow CNN, and you know, so my my Twitter is mostly shit all Aww. the time now. Well, so, you know what? I'm flicking through my Twitter, and then I just see the most random happy shit, and I'm like, "Aw, you're the best shot of life." We try, we try to keep things lighthearted. It's been, it's been kind of a rough go, hasn't it? I think we were all trying to leave like 2016 behind, and it sort of just puked on into 2017. It seems, yes. But, you know that kind of sucks. But I wanted, I wanted, good, I want good things for you. I know that that things weren't great as we were wrapping up 2016. It seems like we haven't chatted in a while, but you were just on the on the Christmas special, but I was doing some homework and I wanted to, as much as I don't really enjoy doing this, I wanted to go back and listen to our original episode together on We The Gamer Cast. We, uh, it was episode 22. And I just have to say that I think both of us have grown a lot over the years. Like just, I feel like we're both immature in order of our own ways. You feel like 2016 has really just been like a, like a, milestone year for you like a lot of things have changed aside from or maybe it's because of all the moves for you um no yeah definitely a little little column a little column b yeah you know when you when you Mm -hmm. travel as much as i seem to um and you see a lot and i've seen a lot um it's bound to happen and i've done a lot in the last i don't know i'd say year and a half um and i've Done a little, done a little a growing up there, Kaylee? Do you feel like that? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, how old are you again? And so I think that comes to the territory. Am I allowed to ask that? How old are you? I will be 25 next year. So those are big years, I have to say. Like, that's, like, really separating from, like, the teenagers. You're, you're, I don't mean to scare you, but, you yeah, know, you're getting, old. You're getting, getting a little, old, you're getting there. Like, I don't know. Like, some people, I feel like, experience that a little late. I actually felt, I, I specifically remember, like, feeling like I was leaving those years later than that. Like, somewhere around, basically, right around when I met Chelsea, actually. I'm like, you know what? I should probably, like, get my shit together here. Um, but I feel like you've always had yours, your shit has always been together, because you're just so freaking smart. Um, like, 
where do you see 2017 going? Are you are you solidifying here? Like, where where are you at mentally these days? Yes. So uh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So it's always you know always moving forward. I'm always doing something. Yeah. I'm always doing something. Ugh. Are you good though? Always- are you happy? Yeah. You know, I'm happy. I'm happy getting things done. I'm, I'm never happy unless I'm moving. Why you know, was the, why was there the inflection? Like Kaylee, I'm digging deep here. Why the inflection? Um, I, yeah. I just, I just hate, I'm tired. I hate oh. moving. I and, and it's so ironic. Yeah. I hate moving. And the idea of moving is exhausting. Mm-hmm. I like, I just, I hate living out of boxes. And I always say, this is the last time I'm moving, God damn it. And then like eight months later, it's like, well... You know, <laughs> <laughs> but this one could be the real deal. This could be this could yeah. be the last move in a long time. Like this yeah. is the one you knew you were going to do this one, even when you were coming back home to yes. Seattle. And that's the thing too is I knew that I wasn't done the last time that I moved. Yeah, and when I moved back here this time, I knew I wasn't done this time. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's why I didn't bother unpacking. And so like when you know that this move is the last move it's kind of like oh this isn't even the last move (laughs) like you have that like oh have you had that like maybe i don't need to move like like the avoidance kind of reaction oh like is there any way i can just not (laughs) somebody pack for me You'd be like, you'd find all the shortcuts so that you have, like, the smoothest move that you can possibly have. And I've gotten it down to the closest thing to a science moving can be. Totally. But that doesn't mean it's not just so much manual labor. Mm. What kind oh, of what kind of stuff do you have labor. to move? Do you have furniture and everything? Like, obviously, a bed and, and giant things, too? Is it just... I don't, have, I don't have too many. I have a bed, which is probably one of the biggest things. Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, they're the worst. Like, even getting them upstairs. How does anybody get a bed upstairs? It's impossible. There's always a stupid like, corner. You're, so, inevitably, somebody's going to be yelling, pivot. Yeah. And it's always, like, a two-person job. Like, trying to move a bed with as like as one person makes you look like a jackass. I, so, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's hilarious that you mentioned that. We moved my brother uh, back home from Calgary back to Edmonton. And my my older brother was helping, uh, and he's been doing a lot of like power lifting these days. Like he's he's usually kind of a a, a lean and, and scrawny kind of dude, and all of a sudden he just packed on all this muscle, and he really wanted to show us how much muscle he put on. <laughs> and so, like, not only is he lifting like couches and chairs and all these and beds and everything, but we also had to move my grandma's piano while we were at all this and he just sort of like bent down into like this super power lift position we're like you are not touching that piano he's like look at this power lift and he's just he, he like super saiyan all over the thing i think he was glowing yellow like his hair was just like flying up might have even like tur- started turning blue i think that there's another level to the dragon ball i don't know over so, 9, it was over nine thousand. it was well over nine thousand. So, yeah, there is always that one person who's, like, going to put out their back, but for some reason is is trying to impress you with all that. But I, I don't want to dwell too much on the move, but I do I do hope for good things because you and I, we go, we go back a while. It's funny to think, like, it's 2017 now, but I feel like we've been podcasting together for two, at least two and a half years yeah. now. Because it's like when you say the first gamer cast, it's like, which gamer cast? Yes, totally. And I was thinking about that, too, because... Um, when I was listening back to 
episode 22 and I actually forgot that we had mentioned the very first where you and I first met and I don't even know how you got involved with We the Nerdy back then but we we bonded over um basically you sticking up for me I think over (laughs) Super (laughs) Mario like the naming convention for a Super Mario game back then uh which is hilarious and I just I just wanted to say, I've been looking forward to this because I wanted to say that I've been very grateful that we've been able to stay friends for this, this whole time through thick and thin, through elections and just through, like, just over the internet. Like, it's not like we're, we're neighbors or anything, but, uh. You are my favorite Canadian. No, Fiona's gotta be there. I'll tell you, Fiona can take that, that title. I don't, I don't need that. Um, but I appreciate it. But yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. And I, I feel like I've, I've just kind of watched you, like I said, just kind of like grow. And I don't know, there's there's something to you these days. I knew that there was like a spark before, but it seems like something is happening. So I do, I want good things. So enough of the the airy-fairy, touchy-feely stuff. I think I'm, we might be making people feel uncomfortable. Uh, let's, let's bring it back down to the simple. We'll, we'll ramp it back up in a bit. But I want to know, what are, you, what are you playing? You were playing Final Fantasy XV last we talked, and you were loving it. Yes. So I... So I usually only play through big games like that once. Yep. I'm kind of picky. So I made it to chapter 12. Yep. And I put it down. Because you knew the 13th thing? That patch. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to play this game all the way through twice. I'm just not going to do it. That's just realistic. And I'm not going to play the bullshit not patch version because <laughs> there's a patch version. <laughs> So Final Fantasy is one of those games that I'm going to pick back up in the middle of the year when there's nothing that I want to play and I'm waiting for something else to come out mm-hmm. after the patch comes out, mm-hmm. which is going to be good. It's going to be perfect for that. I mean, I put over 50 hours in. I mean, it's not that I didn't play that game. I, I, I played a lot of that game. And what if you uh, never get back to it, though? Are you good I'm with that? I'm confident I will. Oh, okay. I'm very confident I will. Um, but Stardew Valley came out. <laughs> mm, talk to me about this. I've been watching this from afar. I don't understand it. This is why I love having you on the show because you you schooled me in Pokemon last time. Now, what's yeah. going on with the Stardew Valley? So Stardew Valley, I have loved the Harvest Moon series of games since I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. Since I was first really started out playing games a lot, I started off with uh, Harvest Moon sixty four uh, on the Nintendo sixty four, mm-hmm. and uh, Stardew Valley is. Harvest Moon and Minecraft had a baby. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so for people who don't know what Harvest Moon is, Harvest Moon is like Farmville and a dating sim mixed together. Or, (laughs) yeah, so like um, Animal Crossing. Yeah. With, you know, you talk to villagers, you can get married, you can have kids, uh-huh. but there's also, you know, like this farming aspect, a very real, you know, you plant seeds, you water them every day, then you harvest crops, mm-hmm. you can um, get machines where, you know, you can turn the, you can cook those crops to make recipes, Yeah, you can get animals, and then you can milk your cow, and then you can get a, uh, a cheese maker, and you can take that milk and turn it into cheese, or you can get like a chickens and then you can get a mayonnaise maker and turn your eggs into mayonnaise and then you can cook with those ingredients yeah and different villagers will have like a like one person's favorite dish will be bouillabaisse so you'll have to go out and go fishing and catch fish (laughs) and then you'll mix the fish with milk to make bouillabaisse and give it to that person and that person will like you more because that's their favorite food i don't even know Uh, what that means 
Oh, bouillabaisse is just a fish soup. I'm sure most people do. I'm just totally yeah. inept when it comes to that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, uh, bouillabaisse is a French soup. Sorry. Like, does that mean it comes in a jar? I don't. I don't yeah. even know. Um, so it's it's as kind of as complicated as you'd like it, but sure. it's as simple as you'd like it. Yeah. Stardew Valley starts kind of the way that most Harvest Moon games start, where you have a farm that is overrun with just like weeds and logs and rocks and crap. Uh, weeds are the and worst. You have a mayor going, here's your new farm, have fun. And they just throw you in. And you have your starter tools, like an axe and a hoe and everything that you need. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they just throw you in. And so, you know, there's a calendar cycle and you just kind of do what you want. So you start clearing your farm and you start planting crops and you can start kind of talking to villagers and you kind of make your own game. Yep. There's a mine, so you can you can never farm if you want, and you can become a miner. You can spend all your days in the mines just getting, like, diamonds and shit. Oh, okay. Uh, you can, uh, there's, anim there's monsters in the mines, and you can become, like, a freaking warrior and kill all the monsters. Um, you can spend all your time fishing, and there's, like, a little, like, uh, crab pots and stuff that you can leave in the water to, like, catch fish. Um, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the game is incredibly, like, whatever you think is fun about the game, do that. So that's going to be my question, because it seems like the world is Just your oyster in these types of games. It, like, for me, that's too that's too open. I have My ADD is way too terrible for something like that, because I'll just be running in circles, never actually doing anything, but going, oh, look at that, oh, diamonds, oh, fishing, oh, something like this. Um, what what is there anything that brings the focus? Like, what is it that, that hooked you in? Um, that is it, yeah. is it its similarity to Harvest Moon? Is it the idea of just improving the farm? Because again, like these world, these things that are too big that seem like they could go on forever, they're just so intimidating for me. And I just, I need to be able to have like a beginning, middle and end for a game to be able to put it aside and then move on to something else. Yes. So there's two different things. One, there are quests. So villagers will make requests of you, like a villager will be like, hey, oh, I that's awesome. And so your ass needs to catch a red snapper. Mm -hmm. um, or like, hey, I really need a pomegranate. And so you better plant your ass a pomegranate tree and grow some pomegranates. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's this thing called the community center. When you get to the town, the community center is completely run down. And it's full of these different bundles. Every room of the community center has these bundles. Mm -hmm. And basically there's these like little like forest spirits that if you complete the bundles for the community center, yep. the forest spirits will fix one room corresponding to each bundle of the community center. So, like, for example, the kitchen is different crop bundles. So there's five different crop bundles corresponding to each season and then, like, a high-quality harvest bundle um, and then a uh, animal products bundle. So okay. the three seasons, because nothing grows in winter. Three seasons, high quality products, and then animal products. Mm -hmm. And so um, once you grow crops from each season, you get smaller rewards for completing each of the five bun mini bundles. And then when you complete all five crop bundles, you get a big prize. For example, there's a broken down bus in town. Once you complete all of the bundles for one thing, um, the bus is fixed and you can start visiting another town because you can take the bus there. Oh, nice. Um, so it has, like, this built-in kind of achievement system. Yep. And so like, the, kind of, like, the big end game oh of God. the game is to do all of the bundles. And there's, like, I don't know, like, 30. You, uh, oh, my God. This, okay, so two things that strike me as, as I'm listening to you uh, and I'm trying to absorb everything that you're telling me. The first one is 
I'm I'm yet again impressed by your level of mental activity because clearly you're just you're just on another level. I think you describe yourself as a well you you are you are a child prodigy. You are a smart cookie. Um and then the other thing is that you have an amazing way of making me want to play a game that I didn't think I wanted anything to do with. Like I want to just like load up on my second screen here and just click away at that although that would make for terrible terrible podcasting. What <laughs> what are you what are you playing this on? Like what are you so playing on PC? Me, yeah, so this started off as a PC game. Yep. It just came out on Xbox One and PS4. Yep. They have announced it as a Switch game. <clears throat> So it is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And the developers uh, made an announcement uh, recently that they heard everyone's cries for it to come to PS Vita. So they haven't promised anything, but they're looking into porting it to Vita. Is that where you would you would go? Is like so? I, I wanted to talk to you about Switch because that seems like a no brainer to me. That I think anybody who's ever played like a Harvest Moon or Animal Crossing or things like that, who's a Nintendo fan, like they, they played on their 3DS, but they look at their TV longingly. Like they just go like, why yes. can't I just put you up there? So the I'm Switch kind of... I having Harvest Moon on a console. Like I like having handheld Harvest Moon, mm-hmm. but I do miss playing Harvest Moon on, on Imagine console. both. Imagine toilet time with this. And, yes. And TV time. Oh, I will admit, so I did not want a Switch. <laughs> I was not sold on the Switch. Yep. Um... I had no intention of getting a Switch. Had, and then oh, here I, we go. Yes. Um, I took a good hard look at the graphic for release of, like, the, the games that are coming out. Mm-hmm. And they updated a new graphic with a bunch of TBD games. Yep. And one of the TBD games is Story of Seasons, which is Ooh. what Harvest Moon has been rebranded as in the West. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So, basically, um, the company, the American company that used to publish Harvest Moon in the West was a company called Natsume. Mm-hmm. Um, Knott's made it all of the English translations and did the ports um, in the West as Harvest Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of years ago, they stopped, and now Xseed does the English ports for Harvest Moon games. Mm-hmm. Natsume has retained the rights to the title Harvest Moon in the West. So Natsume is producing games that they are calling Harvest Moon games in the West, but they are English and American-only games. They are not real Harvest Moon games. They hmm. are just called Harvest Moon games. So actual Harvest Moon games, the real Harvest Moon games in Japan, have to be released under a new title in the West. And they are now being released under a title called Story of Seasons. So the first game came out last year and was called Story of Seasons. Mm-hmm. The next game is being released next month and is called Story of Seasons Trio of Towns. And what's that coming out on? 3DS. Oh, Okay. Yes. Do you think it's going to be a straight port then to, or is it a new project? Do you think that's coming to that TBD know. for the Switch? I don't know. It's just a story of seasons with the logo, and I now I want to switch, and I'm like, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> it's amazing sometimes with these Nintendo consoles. It's like you, they might not have as many games launching, but apparently you just need one to hook people in, whether it's Zelda or something else that that people have loved from their from their childhood. And that's what kills me, because that's what I don't want, is I bought mm-hmm. my Wii U for, like, one game, and I, mm-hmm. I just, I, I hate buying a console for one game. And they're, they're tricking that's me again. The, yes, that's what Nintendo does to me, is, like, I buy a console for, like, four games. I hate to compare it, but it sounds like just one more move, you know? You thought yeah. you were done moving, you thought you were done <laughs> with Nintendo <gasps> consoles. I thought I was done with Nintendo, but last, not just... done, like, I don't want to be done with Nintendo, I just want Nintendo to... 
made be you better. buy a console for more than four games. You know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how I, is your how is your relationship you for, with Nintendo? Where are you guys at with the? Are you in a battered relationship with Nintendo? Or are you in a? We're just we're on a break. We're in a misunderstanding. Like where where are you at with with the big end? The issue with Nintendo is Nintendo does not seem to have learned anything. Yeah, it's it's third party support <sighs> seems just as weak. I know with a bunch of really old random ports. Like there's no exciting new third party games that we have do been need to quell that this this rumor that FIFA is a PS3 port though. Like I don't know where that came from, but people latched onto it pretty quick. It's that is not the case. It's actually because I we saw we saw footage of it, and there's no way. Like I've I've been playing FIFA, and that's uh that's new stuff. I can't wait to see what happens with it. But you're right, they haven't done they haven't done a good real great job of of selling it but here we are both you and I, I or i'm assuming you've got the pre-order is that or is it just yeah. a plan to get it nope i no have pre-order. i'm not pre-ordering it i'm not buying that thing until i know what story of seasons is coming out on it like no they still have to but now it's on my radar which kills yeah. me let's give it on my radar before but so stardew valley for the vita then is kind of the plan in the meantime well, I have Stardew Valley on PS4 right now but it is announced on uh so they they don't have any plans to bring it Imagine if it's cross buy. Like, I wonder if that's the way that they would do it too. Just so you can cro- cross so buy, cool. cross save. And you could just like that's because that's the best part about the Switch, really. Is and and PlayStation has that um, for certain games that's, that can run on both. Like, I I mean, a far cry from anything like Zelda, but I played like Grim Fandango on both, and it was perfect because that's a game that requires like a little bit. Maybe you just don't want to sit down at your TV, um, but maybe you do need your toilet time to figure out what banana goes in the the pop can or the soda can or whatever the hell you guys call it. And then how do you make the, the car run over the, the mouse to run up the wall and trigger the door open? I don't even know, like stupid adventure games, things like that. Um, so I wish that they did. They leaned on that a little bit more. And I, this Stardew Valley, yeah, is this Stardew Valley a cheap game? This seems very intriguing to me that this, I don't even know why I'm asking this because this is the last kind of game that I want, but I'm so I'm wishy-washy right now, Kaylee. I don't know what to play. I'm skipping off the atmosphere for a whole bunch of games. Nothing is really, like, pulling me in. I played Watch Dogs. I platinum that one, which was more fun than I thought it was going to have. Like, I was just kind of playing it going, like, I'm not liking anything. This is okay. I probably should just spend a little bit more time with it. And as I did that, as I was just kind of, like, giving it a chance, the next thing I knew, I was 80% way my, my way through the trophies and realizing I was having an awesome time with it. Wow. So not bad, right? Like that's kind of Yeah. It's kind of it's not nowhere near Chelsea's got the platinum for Fallout 4. So it's nowhere near like that level of awesome. But That's funny. I was just talking about Fallout 4 with a couple of my friends yesterday. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about how like so I have I, for some reason, I have this thing where I put about 100 hours into a game, and then that's when I'm like, I've put enough time into this game. Like, it's the 100-hour mark, yeah. Yeah, my Stardew Valley, I put about 100 hours into my first character, and now I'm like, I feel pretty accomplished with this character. I feel like I want to start a new one. Fallout 4, I have about 100 hours into my character. Mm-hmm. I got about halfway through the storyline, and was like, I don't want to play the storyline anymore. And all my other time I spent on game was doing anything but the story. Yeah. Um. So I am nowhere near the platinum. <laughs> the story is the worst part uh, of it. I have no intention game. of getting platinum. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, this story sucks, and I yep. don't want to play it. I, yep. I really like this game. I really like this world. It's really fun to play, but this story is shit. Mm-hmm. 
it gets worse too. Like as you think like things are ramping up and you're expecting kind of a, a great conclusion. There is, there is no good conclusion. I'll, I'll fight anybody to the death. Actually, I won't fight anybody to death. I don't care that much, but I will, I will stand my ground on the fact that any, no matter what ending you go after, it's, it's not that great. So it's all about the world. It's all about exploration and building your town. If that's what you're kind of into. And I remember when we, we played this for the first time around the same time, we got to chat kind of how much we loved fallout over on micro bits. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I, I feel remember like those days. The story got a uh, got as good as I thought it was going to get. I was like, oh, I'm done with you now. Yeah, this is, we're going to end on a high note. Um, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so, but I liked it. It's a good so game. So what's what's next for you? Like, as you sort of are you are you stepping away from Stardew Valley? Is that the thing with the hundred hours that you put in, or are you starting over? Is this a is yeah, this a so, new thing? Uh, a couple things. So I keep like I keep saying that I'm done with my character, but then like <laughs> I was my character was pregnant when I decided that, so I went back in and I played my character to have because the, like there's a trophy for having two kids, and I was pregnant with my second kid, so I went back to the character and played it long enough to have my second kid, and I popped the trophy for it because um, you know you know you gotta get that trophy. Yep, um, pop something to get him pregnant. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, um, so when I move, my, I really want to start streaming again. Yes, so, please. Yes. So I have a couple things on my agenda is I have Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5 pre-ordered. And <laughs> one of the things I really want to do is stream all of the Kingdom Hearts games. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's on my agenda. And then Persona 5 I have pre-ordered. So I'm... Oh, yeah. Um... And then I'm thinking about starting a new character on Stardew Valley and streaming that. Um, so I'll probably start that first when I move, because I'll probably move before either of the other two games I want to play are out. I don't want to uh, set panic in you, but that seems to me like three years worth of gaming right there that are on your agenda. Like, yes. that basically doesn't leave room for, for much else. Are Which you... is how I like it. Yeah, because okay, I don't okay. have much else on my agenda for the Okay, year, that so. is it. Okay. Yeah, I pick, you know, I'm very picky with the kind of games I like to play, and I've been waiting for, you know, Persona 5 was my game of 2016 that didn't fucking come out. <laughs> um, a lot of people's 2015 game, too, I think. Yeah, my, yeah, my 2015 <laughs> game that didn't come out, that was my 2016 game that didn't come out, that's my 2017 uh, game. Yeah. Um, and then it's my theme on my for. PlayStation 4 right now, I've got a Persona 5 theme, so I love, like, just firing I it up, too. and the music is so good. So like, good, and like the little bullet shots to whatever yes, you Yes, yes. I will never change that. Yeah, it's excellent. You got the best music. It's just, it's so swanky. Yeah, uh, I really like it. Like that, Persona 4 Golden is, it's as cheesy as it gets. It is so weird. It's so out there. And every, from the moment I started playing, I'm like, what am I doing? This is so teenage. It's out of my element. I don't know what, like, I, I shouldn't like this. Everything about it says I shouldn't like it. And I don't know. If you just set all that, all your preconceived notions about J-pop and JRPGs and all these different things, you just put it aside and just like it for what it is. Persona has so much attitude and confidence that you just don't see. And the style is, is executed so great. I just can't wait for Persona 5. Like, I want more people to experience this and to have that. It's such an enlightening moment if you're not into this sort of thing and to play it and to go, what have I been missing out on this whole time? And what you end, I think what you end up realizing is that there's really nothing quite like Persona. You, you almost think like this is a gateway into other things, but there's really, to my, to my knowledge, there's nothing quite like Persona. 
oh no, I I remember and see like I like J pop and I love JRPGs, so I didn't mm-hmm. have to get get past those things. I was more incredibly excited for both of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's a different experience depending on where you're at in your like inviting j-pop into your life if it's for the first time then it's like there's no better way to do it and if it's not your first time then it's just more of what you love and one of the better ones of the that little area of games that you that you like yeah i will say i am guilty and i don't know this you know trigger warning Uh um when i play handheld games yeah i play with the sound off pokemon fire emblem i don't care how great your music the sound off Mm -hmm, i mm -hmm hate it when someone is by me with a handheld game with the sound on it drives yeah. me nuts mm-hmm. i don't like your midi beep boop beep fucking <laughs> i just it's not like the, the classic sounds of pokemon music i don't yeah. fucking want to listen to i'm sorry i don't <laughs> persona is one of the only handheld games i listen to with the sound on Mm-hmm. And that is the biggest praise I can give it. Like, oh my god! No, yeah, that's a good point. That's a <laughs> right there. Oh, I love it. So, when is this kind of game coming out? Is this soon? Why do I feel like this is a February game? So it was supposed to be a February game. It was supposed to come out on February fourteenth. Yeah, and then like all t- uh, like all of my Valentine's dates, it canceled on me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it got that's like- not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true at all but the bullshit part is my pre-order so i pre-ordered the special edition because it comes with a backpack and i want it (laughs) (laughs) a backpack because of a dope ass backpack that's sweet i didn't know that that's that is the best pack in ever i don't want no pin i want a i want a motherfucking backpack and it's like it's like the special edition is only like $20 $20 more than the game. It comes with a backpack and mm-hmm. the art book and like a million other things. Like it, it's oh a great deal. Oh my god, that's awesome. Edition. Yeah. So um my pre-order still says February 14th, which has me a little nervous to be honest. Yeah. Um but I believe it comes out in April now. So it has you nervous because because they haven't changed it. You think it's not a legit pre-order. Like this happens this seems to be a thing where people have to pre-order multiple times from different places just so they can get one copy. Like the pre-order yeah, isn't going to hold up. I've never been burned by Amazon before. Oh, yeah, but, that's like, good. For example, like, Zyger ordered Tales of Berseria's, like, super special. They only made 10,000 of them pre-order special editions. Super mega and special then, collector. Yeah, whatever, yeah. fancy pants. Yeah. And then he got an email the day that the game came out where he was like, there was a problem processing your order, and now you might not get it because you only made 10,000 of them. Uh... And I'm like, I don't want that to be me. <laughs> like, So... Was that for him? Did did he order two, one for you as well? Are you into the Tales games? No, that was just for him. He no, just, just tweeted about it, and I saw it. So oh, he was like, man. I might not get my shit. That's the thing. Like, that's... Yeah. Anybody can just take a reservation. It's the hold. You know? <laughs> it, like, why do we... Seinfeld blew that situation up 20 years ago, that a reservation should be a real reservation, and we shouldn't have this situation. But unfortunately, we... Like, because I know a lot of people who have three, four, or five switch pre-orders just because they're not sure that they're not certain that theirs is going to hold up and it just yeah i had a uh, a friend of mine wanted the neon switch and she the day that they came out she couldn't find a neon anywhere so she pre-ordered a gray one mm-hmm. and then she recently just found a neon available for pre-order so she pre-ordered it but she's keeping her gray one pre-ordered because she's so nervous that her neon pre-order is not legit like just just in case oh man I d- we live in a time of fear kaylee 
whether it's politically That's- or with our video games. The video games are supposed to be our safe haven. Are you are you so on the notion of pre-orders? It seems like this is a hot topic these days. Are you like are you typically pre-ordering games? Or are you more on the wait and see sort of side of of games? It seems like you've already got your your schedule out. Like you've got the games that you're going to be buying anyway. So from that perspective, maybe maybe you are. Or what what's your advice for people? I guess too of in, on the pre-order side. Yeah. So I have. I'm in a situation where there's not a lot of games that I buy that I'm unsure of. I mm. stick to very specific genres. I usually am playing series that I played in the past. You know, there's not a lot of games that I play that are risky. Yeah. And so, one, Amazon gives me a discount on games that I pre-order. Mm-hmm. And two, you know, I right now I have two games pre-ordered. I have Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5, and my... Persona Collector's Edition. One, I want my Collector's Edition for Persona, so I pre-ordered it because mm-hmm. it's a Collector's Edition. And you, you get your, your money edition, off. Yeah, if you want a Collector's Edition, pre-order it because mm-hmm. it's a Collector's Edition. I think that makes sense. You know, if it's a regular copy of a game, there's arguments for not pre-ordering. I understand those. For Collector's Editions, it's a Collector's Edition. You should probably <laughs> pre-order it. Unless it's like an uh, Assassin's Creed or Battlefield one, then just wait six months and get it for 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> um, but, like, I got the Fallout 4 Pip-Boy Edition. Yes. For that shit. Yep. Um, Kingdom Hearts I have pre-ordered because I absolutely definitely want it. I want it day one. I don't like leaving my house, and I want Amazon to mail it to me and have it show up to my door day one. <laughs> Like, there's no risk there. There's yep. no, is it going to be a bad game? Is No, it's fucking ports of games I've already played. There's yep. no secret. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, the argument for new games that you don't know if they're going to be good and wait for reviews. And I heard all those arguments. And for other games, those arguments hold water. Yep. For the games that I typically play, those arguments don't typically hold water. Mm-hmm. For example, mm-hmm. like Final Fantasy XV, I could have pre-ordered the day it was announced 15 years ago and my pre-order would have been just valid you should have you would have locked it in at a lower price (laughs) yeah like whatever games were selling 15 years ago good god yeah i i would have been you know like the the games that i play are the games that i'm gonna play do you never like you never get kind of because we follow so many people who play games and they talk about all these different things. Are you, I guess I'm just very easily swayed because I, Stardew Valley, for example, is not a game that I would, I would jump towards. But then I hear you talk about, it, I'm like, that sounds amazing. I want to try that. Like, do you not have that same, oh, like you get kind of lured outside of your, outside of the comfort zone? Yeah, there's been times. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and you get burned? <laughs> no, uh, well, I don't know because I'm, it's so rare. Yeah. So it's less likely yeah. for me to be burned. Um, I a little bit. So like I I bought on home, and mm-hmm. you know I think I talked about it uh, here before. Um, yeah. I was burned a little bit on that, but only because like I didn't fall for the trick that everyone felt for, mm-hmm. where like I never, I don't know, gone home. Spoilers. Sorry. Yeah, it's super old. I, yeah, I never thought it was a haunted house. Yeah. Like, I immediately found the note where it was like, hey, the lights are flickering because of poor electricity. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And, like, <laughs> you know, and then I found the picture of, you know, some other random girl in the house. And I was like, okay, so, and then the voicemail. And I was like, okay, so a lesbian lives here. And oh, the house wow. Is 
And, you know, my parents are gay, so, and, like, I knew my mom was gay before she told me, and I don't know, I guess I have really good lesbian gaydar, but, yep. <laughs> so the entire time I'm playing this game, I'm like, so I have a lesbian younger sister, and my house isn't haunted, the lights just flicker. Mm-hmm. What's the plot of this game? <laughs> and so I'm, like, going through the house, and I'm like, where's the super magic secret? Is she gonna have, like, I thought the twist was gonna be that she committed suicide in the attic. And I was yeah. there for a body or something. Like, I thought there was going to be something big because everyone was making this game out to be this really big thing. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I looked it up later and everyone's like, no, the twist is that she was a lesbian. And I was like, is that what people fucking, say? You find mixtapes that this other girl made her. You find love notes all over the place. You find a picture of this other girl. Like, how stupid do you like oh man well i thought obvious i thought the twist was for one thing i think that there is a moment where you go like okay we are on we're on the right track here that the younger sister is a lesbian and she's having this this situation where she's trying to figure out what to do next and she's finding herself and all of these different things and for me the ending was powerful because because i didn't find again spoilers like you guys had fair warning it's gone home for the love of god um the fact that you didn't find something disastrous upstairs and that instead of finding, like you, your mind goes to a negative and you're going to this attic and instead you find like a super positive and it just, like even thinking about it now kind of gives me chills that it was, it was such a great, nice ending instead of just a terrible, terrible thing in the end that she ended up going off and, and, and whether or not that sort of thing touches you or not is a, and maybe it's just a different. I feel like if I played it at a different time, maybe it wouldn't have affected me in the in the same sort of way. But that that game definitely did do it. But now has sort of ruined those types of games for me. Like where it's almost like the M Night Shyamalan movies, where you're expecting something at the end to do something to you, and if it doesn't do it, then the whole game is a failure. Like Firewatch yeah. just did not do it for me. And I know a lot of people really love that game, but I don't. It just. I don't know. Maybe that space is occupied in my brain by, by Gone Home, and nothing else can really can really do that again. But on a, a more positive note, a game that I never would have thought I'd play that really surprised me was I think after PSX last year, mm-hmm. um, I got Bastion for like three dollars. Ooh! And my God, is Bastion good? I know that's a controversial opinion to take, <laughs> but. The narrator is, like, just, like, and after I played it, I had my roommate play it, and just, like, I didn't know that the narrator changed, and so, like, I just remember in the beginning level where everything's, the, the ground is falling apart, I just dodge-rolled the entire time, the narrator's <laughs> just going, and he rolled and rolled and rolled, and then my roommate played and he didn't dodge-roll the entire time, and he did something else, and the narrator did something different, and I'm like, wait a minute, the narrator says different stuff based on what you do, and, like, it was just this really great moment where you realize that the narrator is reacting to what you do as a character and it's all very like it's scripted but it's very like based on what you do and like you actually are affecting what he says so all these years i haven't played it and now i'm going to be a total uh, hypocrite and say like don't spoil it for me no i'm just you can spoil it if you want um i've never heard that before i don't know if i just haven't been paying attention i did not realize that that was that was one of the hooks in this game was that yeah the commentary or the narration is dynamic like that yeah it's very cool and like it's so kind of subtle that like unless you watch someone else play it yeah so that you can see the difference i don't think you would but literally like i'm sitting here dodge rolling for like 20 minutes just all the way down this track and he goes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he rolled, 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 kept rolling some more, 
And I'm like, oh, that's funny, because I don't know. I figured that's how you run away. But then, like, my roommate didn't do that at all. He didn't roll once. Yeah. And he, the narrator never mentioned rolling and said something else about how he kept fighting, because he kept like, trying to fight all the enemies. And I'm like, no, just run, you idiot. But he kept fighting all the enemies. Oh and uh, the narrator said something different. I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Like, the narrator, like, talks about you, and like, depending on what you do. Um, but that was a very, very good game. And it was a game that I'd slept on for a very long time. So I was like, oh, you know, that's just, like, not something that I usually play. Yeah. Um, so it seems it was- like you do have, like, these games that fill in the blanks in between the ones that you're sort of, like, your your tentpole games that, that have you going throughout the year. And you have kind of, like, these smaller games that, that carry you through, I guess. Definitely, yeah. Because, like, I don't know, I don't get... I don't get lost in big shooters like a lot of yeah. people. I get lost in big RPGs. Yeah. Um, and then I have like you know these other games that will kind of surprise me. And is it always new for you with the RPG? Like for me, as somebody who's not completely obsessed with the genre, like I could definitely get a sense of a little fatigue of this is a little similar from the last one. Like, what is it that keeps it fresh for you every time? Yeah, I don't know. I think that when I watch people play shooters, they all look so similar to me, and with RPGs. It's kind of like, all right, I have to learn new system mechanics yeah. because RPGs are so different. Like that's to true. With shooters, it's all like they play so very similar, but with RPGs, the mechanics are all like Persona doesn't play anything like Tales. Yeah, whatsoever. There is no similarities there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're playing totally different games. The only similar thing when you're starting up a new RPG is it's like, let me trudge through a good four or five hours before I decide if this game is good. Like, yeah. You always have to give RPGs a lot of time. So, like, with Stardew Valley, like, when you start Stardew Valley, it's going to be about an hour before you really start feeling like you're doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like, I guess the difference is, like, because I, I definitely go through my fair share of shooters, and a lot of it is the fact that it's not that I'm looking really for anything innovative there. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm maybe I'm just uh, workshopping this idea through with you, Kaylee, because sometimes it does get a little boring, and, and I do want a little something-something, but I... Mainly, I go to shooters just to turn my brain off and be entertained all at the same time. But with with RPGs, like I need to activate one hundred percent. I need to be able to. I need to pay attention. I need to learn all the systems. And I had an experience with Final Fantasy fifteen recently where I just didn't really like the way that they rolled out even the tutorials. I wish, and it's just my this is my own personal take on it. I just wish that JRPGs took a different approach to teaching you how to play the games. Instead of, because I don't really learn by tutorials, I learn more by by doing and and piecing things together as as it goes along. And I just the games are so long, JRPGs are so long that it seems like that would be a natural fit that you could. But instead, instead I spend a good half an hour, forty five minutes doing tutorials, and then like <coughs> I better have I, in my first go with the game, I better set aside two or three hours so I get the tutorial and then a good chunk of the game in there as well to sort of like cement those the lessons that they taught me in my brain because i played the tutorial went to bed came back the next day or two days later and i'm like i can't remember everything from the tutorial already like my i just i guess i'm not that smart kaylee no that's and the see, difference i i think that's a big that's the hardest part about jrpgs i'll, I'll use final fantasy 15 as an example yeah i started final fantasy 15 and i was like yeah let me do the tutorial and it was garbage and i didn't learn anything mm-hmm. okay i feel better and thank then, you yeah um and then I jumped into the game, mm-hmm. and then when you're actually in the game, I went looking for monsters so I could press a bunch of buttons and figure out how to play the game. Yep. So the problem for me with JR- with RPGs in general is that, yes, RPGs have this time hump that you have to get over. 
you have to mash through all the useless tutorials because most yeah. RPGs don't do tutorials well. And you have to just skip through all these tutorials so that you can get into the actual beautiful world that they've created for you so that you can figure out how to play for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so that's what I do with Final Fantasy XV. And when I actually got into the game, um, at first it was hard to find monsters. And I was like, damn it, I need to learn how to play this game. Um, so when I went hunting and finally found some monsters and started, you know, mashing buttons around and figuring out how combat worked, I was like, oh, once it clicked... I actually found myself really liking the combat. I was like, yeah. oh, this is actually kind of fun. And like, oh, I see what's going on here. And it's really movie and stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, like, I'm getting it. And then it became just like every so often as I'm learning, you know, pulling up the button map to see what all the buttons do. Mm -hmm. um, and then just kind of cross-referencing that with like fighting the enemies. And uh, like, okay, let me let me try that. And, okay, it's like, that's cool. And, and are you generally playing this like by yourself? Like, are you, are you setting aside alone time? Or do you have somebody like talk talk to you as you do this to work bounce ideas around and stuff like that usually i play by myself sometimes yeah. i have somebody with me and so it kind of depends um, yeah, okay. but, um but yeah so for me for jrpgs my kind of like you, you do have to start off willing to put in that brain time to figure out the game but mm -hmm. jrpgs do have and i guess i use jrpg but rpgs because like dragon age and western rpgs and things like that do have too so i'll just i'll try to use the word rpg but the j comes out so i apologize Yep. Um, RPGs do have that kind of brainless time, um, so I don't want you to think that they don't. That's uh, true. That's, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's it's right. Called grinding. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> we, we call it grinding, and that's yep. why my Final Fantasy 15 character is level like 65 right now, even though uh -huh. I'm at chapter 12. Because um, I'll just throw on podcasts and I'll just sit there zoned out, just like grinding up. Because I like my characters to be really strong, so that mm -hmm. I can just kind of cruise through the game mindlessly after a while. Yep. Um, so I'll do a bunch of story stuff and get the game mechanics down and kind of learn everything and put my brain time in. And then after about 12, 15 hours into the game, I'll go, I, once the game's kind of opened up and I get, like, the ability to, like, um, fast travel and stuff and I can kind of explore the world at my leisure, then I'm like, all right, it's grind time, bitches. Mm -hmm. I'll put a podcast on and I'll just start traveling around the world, grinding for however long I feel like, just kind of mindlessly aping around and then when i feel like putting brain time again or i'm like i'm in the mood to do a side quest or a story quest i'll i'll get back into the you know i'll turn my brain back on but uh Haley, this is why i need to talk to you every <laughs> once in a while because i just feel i just feel so much better about everything in life right now Aww. like i like you just kind of like you've opened up stardew valley for me i feel like because I, I this is so stupid and maybe when i do have a, a baby I'll have, I'll put everything into perspective, but for right now, I get real worked up over this stuff. Like, I, I don't like that I don't like Final Fantasy 15. I want to, it's gorgeous. It looks amazing. Everybody I talk to is having such a great time with it. And here I am going like, what's wrong with me? But everything that you just described are all the things that I love about RPGs. And I, you're, you're right to take the JR out of there because that is, those are the parts that I love about Dragon Age and Mass Effect and, and the, well, and Fallout even too. Like, it's not even the story in Fallout that I like. It's the, it's the wandering around and seeing all the things that I can do, shutting my brain off because that's admittedly like a, a good portion of why I want to play these games. But it's that in time investment at the start. So I just, I'm very grateful that you just, you have a way of laying things out that makes, that puts my soul at ease. I, I really feel like my, my whole deme like I can let out like this sigh of just like oh that's what it is like I'm I do like these games there's nothing wrong with me <laughs> nervous laughter ensues <laughs> you are such a treasure <sighs> I, I'm something I'll tell you I, I, <laughs> I don't know what um 
I wanted to, I'm going to open things up here as we, as we eventually close things out. Cause I've been asking all the questions. Is there things that have been on your mind lately? Like what's going on in, in your world of gaming? Like, and in your life, like what's, what's been on your mind lately? I'm just going to completely open up, ended up uh, open-ended question that one. Okay. So I did want to touch back cause you did say that you platinumed watchdogs. Oh. Uh, I, I do want to just, I have this thing with watchdogs okay. and it's so petty. Let's hear it. And I'm just so sad about watchdogs. <laughs> See, okay. We, we do this. Yeah, because, and this is going to sound so dumb, but I have to say it because <laughs> watchdogs two is a better game than watchdogs one. Uh huh. And I think that's not a controversial opinion. I agree. <laughs> but it's just not fair. What's wrong? <laughs> How many games can you think of that take Chicago? Sorry, you cut out there for me for exactly. a second. Exactly. It's no, just you, not fair. You cut out for a second. Can oh. you repeat it? I'm sorry. Oh, we're breaking? That's oh, okay. How, how many games do you know of that take place oh. in city of chicago yeah i knew exactly sorry i put the first part in there oh i'm sorry yeah and it's no good and they yeah. make it in san francisco and everybody yeah. loves it and think that and so, like they're never going back to chicago no when i heard watchdogs 2 was getting announced i'm like we get another crack at making a good chicago game and they were like it's gonna be in san francisco and i was like fuck you oh i'm sorry <laughs> we're never going back to chicago can i be honest with you like that's it's funny that you mentioned that because that was the I don't think I've ever said this about a, an open world game ever. Number one reason I wanted to give Watch Dogs 2 a shot was because of San Francisco. And I've had such an amazing time. I've been to San Francisco twice. I uh, love that city. If it wasn't like the second most expensive place in the world to live, you got to believe I would be there. And that was, I just wanted to go jump around, drive around in San Francisco. Like that was the primary reason I, I bought Watch Dogs 2. Like I actually pre-ordered it because of San Francisco. Just so weird. I don't think I've ever done that. I don't buy a game because of where it is. That even saying it out loud, that's kind of dumb. Oh no, so, it's not dumb. I wanted Watch Dogs One to succeed solely because it took place in Chicago. So yeah, but it's a hometown thing. It's yeah. a hometown sort of advantage. Yeah. I guess if something was in Edmonton, I actually I would want to be the only one who bought it because nobody else has any interest in driving around here. There's no <laughs> there's no fun to be had in Edmonton. <laughs> that's like when um. Before I moved to Seattle, I bought um, Infamous. Second oh, Infamous! Son. Yes. Yeah, and I literally did um, Seattle tours, and we would just instead like I wouldn't even play the game. I just cruise around the city, and it's really funny. We would play this game where we would guess which shops were real and which ones were like they had to change the name to because like they yeah. couldn't use Starbucks logos. So they did like El Conquistador or whatever. Yeah. And one of the ones we were convinced was fake was Bigfoot Java. Like, oh, yeah. that's real, you know? Um, uh, and so when I got to Seattle, the very first thing that I saw was 900 Bigfoot Java stores. Of course you did. That's and hilarious. And I was like, oh, my God, Bigfoot Java was one of the real ones. I guess wrong. Oh, man. I love that game so much. And that's another one that it was a manageable open world game. Like, I got the platinum on that. And I actually, I think I did that while doing this show. And I had, like, a weekend where I... I I platinum that game, and then I had heard that the the DLC was an easy platinum as well. So I just did that in a weekend, and it affected my mood. It affected my my whole like makeup, and I just I was ruined after that. I needed to take a real break from video games afterwards because it was like two and a half full days of just gaming, and I was kind of like, okay, I think I need to just not 
for a moment. <laughs> I need to just not. I need to just. I might have. A, I might have a problem. I. I. Nothing is really appealing to me. And then I had a whole like meltdown about that because that's just apparently part of my mental makeup. Good lord. It's a good thing I talk these things through, you know, like, otherwise I'd be in real trouble. Just thoughts circulating in my own brain. I just, <laughs> it would affect my real life. This is a good outlet for me. <laughs> I need this. I do need this. <laughs> and I need, you're like, you're easily the most, um, you've been on the show the most out of anybody. So that's pretty awesome. I feel like it's now one, two, well, you're on E3 stuff too. I mean, there's, some people have got a lot of work to do to catch up to you, Kaylee. I can't get enough of you, Sean. Oh, same with you. Oh, that's I, so nice. Can I peek back the curtain a little bit on this one? Yeah. So after we filmed the Christmas special, uh huh. Um, I immediately reached out to Sean because yeah. when the tweets went out, you know, he was like, "Hey, Christmas <laughs> special episode, what have you?" And I, I immediately uh, tweeted at Sean, or I, I uh, a private message Sean, and I was like, "Jonathan, I need a favor." And I don't, I don't ask Sean for favors. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know sean being his canadian self he's like absolutely kaylee what <laughs> i was like and, and i just i just messaged him back 69 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and i don't think he knew what to make of that i'm like mm-hmm. I'm, i think i just said yes knowing yes. but if anybody like kind of looked at that message they're like what is happening here Yep. It's funny, and it's a good thing that you did that, because people were trying to pre-order episode 69, but you were on top of it. You know this would be a, a highly sought-after episode. Yes. Like, I got dibs on that the moment I saw it coming. I was like, wait, if we're on episode 60, mm-hmm. that means 69 it's coming. is coming. <laughs> is that what did it for you? That's Like, if, if we were on 58, it wouldn't have it wouldn't yes. have computed for you? Well, that was lucky. Yeah. I was wow. like, wait a minute. I forgot to start the episode with 69. I'll I'll have to do that in my little, in my intro thing, which now people have heard me do, which is the way that this thing all gets recorded. Um, As we close out, Kaylee, anything else? What's on, what's on the top of your noggin there? What else is going on? Anything? Yeah. So like for the next couple of weeks, I'm at this real standstill with games where like I got World of Final Fantasy for Christmas and I haven't started playing it yet because I got Stardew Valley the exact same day and that's I have a hundred hours into that, so you know that's been my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I've wanted to get that one as well. Like I just, there's too many games, Kaylee. Yeah, so... I like your plan. I need to do. I've been meaning to jot down or create a spreadsheet because that's how my brain. I need a plan. I need what is coming up and what can I legitimately, realistically approach in my gaming life because I don't like this floundering feeling that I've been in for for far too long. Yeah, I just like. So my brain is saying, play World of Final Fantasy next, but I don't know if that's what I'm in the mood for. And then Tales of Berseria just came out, so, mm-hmm. like, my brain's also saying, it's a new Tales game, why don't you just play that? But then I'm like, I don't know if I'm in the mood for that. I just don't know what I'm in the mood for. I'm in the mood know. for Story of Seasons on console, but that's not a thing that exists. So you know what we I'm... need to do? Do you remember those old things that you, like, as a kid, or maybe as a grown-up even, do what you do? You know those things that you, like, fold up, and it would be, like... Um, in the, you fold a piece of paper up and then you'd open and close it in your hand. I'm doing a terrible job of describing this. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good, better way to describe it. You need one of those and go up to a random person on the street and say, like, pick a number or whatever it is or pick a color. And then, you, and then you've got your choices inside and just make a stranger do it for you. And then you just got to hold yourself to that. Oh, that's a good idea. Or maybe like we should have done that. Positions for me. Strangers can do... Yeah, I mean, because that's... That's about as close to fate as it gets, I think, right? Just take yourself out of the equation. 
and make a stranger do it for you. I like this. Try let me let me know how that goes. That's that sounds like it would be a really great vine. Oh no, you can't vine anymore. Um, I don't know. You can't vine right. anymore. Aw, poor vine. Yeah, there were vine stars. That's scary. I know. That's like that's like the MySpace of the new age. It's yeah, new age of MySpace. Like unfortunate. Like they lost their jobs. That's weird. Can you imagine that? Be like if one day Twitch just died. That would be awful. I really like Twitch. Yeah. And I want you to. What's the plan for you to to be streaming? Act in. Is it after the move? Like you'll have a yes. setup. You'll be you'll be ready to go. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> I need to need to get on that. I feel like I want to stream, but I just don't have I don't have the setup. Like even here, the way like I I really need would need to move things and i'm just i'm too lazy kaylee i would love to though because i think there was i did it for extra life and that was like some of the most fun ever just having people pop in and chat while you're playing i didn't know people would ever do that but they did and it was awesome it is fun so let me know when you're gonna do that we're gonna have you back on okay okay anytime this has been lovely oh it's always lovely oh thanks for doing it always That's episode 69. <laughs> Gross. Thanks to Kaylee Woomer. Yet again, I don't know if anybody's ever going to match this. I don't know if I'm going to welcome anybody back this many times, but it's always a great time to have Kaylee just to sit back and chat. She is a huge reason this show even exists. There's a couple people who who were there early on, and she I don't know if it gets any earlier on than when Kaylee was a part of We The Gamer Cast. So thank you to Kaylee. And thank you to you. If you haven't already, you should follow Kaylee on the Twitter at Quirk of Art with X's instead of spaces. Quirk X of X Art. It's as good as I got, Kaylee. I tried this so many times. It's as good as it's gonna get for your Twitter. And uh, I want to give I, I want to give a shout out, another shout out to the music because um, Kaylee and I talked about Pokemon a lot. I know Pokemon is a uh, is near and dear to Kaylee and to many of you and I always try to pick the music that sort of like introduces the guests I always try to have it somewhat related to either something that I'm talking about or something that the guest is talking about it's always there's some thought behind there um, but I never call it out and I think last week was UN Squadron it was just that was a about as random as a guest we I think we were talking about Super Nintendo and I just uh I love that UN Squadron music it all comes from OC Remix you guys should definitely, if you haven't already, I got tipped onto this from the Fluxtapose from Lucas and Jason. Holy crap. That, you got every game you could think of, there's great remixes. I, I like a particular sound, and um, they, they seem to always have the music. So I'm going to put that music at the end of the show as well. But what I really want to do, I wanna, I'll, I'll always call it the music. I'll let you guys know what it is. So if you want to go listen to it, you can go find it on ocremix.org, uh, actually. But what I really want to do, I know there's a lot of podcasters out there. I know there's a lot of you out there who's got who got your own shows. Um, this might take a little bit of effort, but I think it might be cool. Let me know if, what you think of this. We'll try something new. If you have a show and you had a moment, like a 30-second chunk or whatever, like even like a little, little sound bite, could be a minute, could be two minutes, whatever. If it's funny or if it's insightful or if it's something that you're just genuinely proud of, send it to me. I'm going to put it at the end of the show. We're going to make this... I don't know if I'm going to keep doing Jason. For now, maybe we'll do it after Jason. I don't know. 
I like ending with Jason because it's stupid and random. Um, but let me know what you guys think. If you have a show and you've got a little sound clip, I, I will put it on at the end of We The Gamer Cast. I'll give your show a little shout out, and that's what we'll do. You can find Chris Berto still streaming for We The Nerdy over at twitch.tv slash btgamingvids. He, we had a nice little little discussion earlier this week, and uh, Chris is an awesome dude, so so go give him a follow. Uh, you can follow me at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. The show, We The Gamer Cast, or the site, We The Nerdy. Because that's what posts this beautiful podcast. I'm all over the place. This whole introducing a new segment is throwing me all over. Uh, find me on If We Are a Nintendo on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube.com slash NintendoGuru. Otherwise, this has been episode 69 of We The GamerCast. It's now in your ears. Thanks again for listening. I will be back next week. I hope you're there too. Now it's time for Jason! 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 Sean! Sean! Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!